Good afternoon, I'm Jordan Peoples, and Marvel sucks. I'm Cade Weiberg, and no it doesn't. Case in point, this is our third annual Thanksgiving episode? Or, I, I think this We've is number three. We've at least done it twice. Yeah. yeah, so this is number three. And I think if you thought Marvel really sucked, you wouldn't do something like this three times <laughs> consecutive years. But maybe every single time we do this. By the way, that means this is the show where we re-rank all Marvel. Yes, this is Ranksgiving in order. 2023. Everyone's favorite episode where me and Jordan just gather around a spreadsheet via uh, it shared Google Drive. And yeah. we go through our rankings. Um, I think but this... my point was going to be Sorry. that I might do this three times. Yeah. If every time my rankings get lower. Oh, I see. You think you're So you could drop. do this maliciously. I yeah. yeah, but I don't think yours is gonna drop because uh you know, uh for people who listen to the uh birthday brewery crawl episode, you kind of uh changed some opinions on movies that you previously dismissed. Yep, there's a little bit of spoilers if you go back and listen to the whole <laughs> podcast. Um So last night uh Okay. I, Set the scene. Where are you? Well, Ellie had gotten some beer from the grocery store, which included okay. like... Ellie is this, your wife for people who this yes. is their first episode. Ranks giving 2K23. She'd gotten like one of those variety packs of craft beer. Mm-hmm. Craft beer and this yeah. one had like some double imperial IPA Sick. stuff in it. Yeah. So I had a couple of those. Oh, boy. And then I was going back over my list <laughs> and may have made some rather dramatic changes. <laughs> oh, boy. I really love that story. I it's mostly th- in the lower half, but there there's some movement going on. I am excited because I usually uh, also let the people at uh, home know that you're drinking out of your Thor mug that yes. I uh, purchased for you on episode... Uh, when was that? It was you gave me my birthday pre- presents, uh, Marvel themed presents uh, for the Doctor Strange episode, our first run at the titular film Doctor Strange. Wow, um, that's a good memory. Yes, but I don't. But it would be better if I remembered when I gave you your gifts. Well, but I have no idea. It would have been a week before. Well, because our birthdays are very close together. So, I don't know. Uh, listen back. Oh, no, no. Same month. Yeah. Same month. 11 days apart, my good man. I forget. Even um, though I was at your birthday. You were you're present. 11 days after my own. You'd think I would have connected that. <laughs> you think. Um, so, this is, uh, you know, is this your favorite holiday, do you think? It's pretty good, yeah. Thanksgiving. It, yeah. it really, I would say... A lot of people wait to the end of the year to do some... Like, I listen to some video game podcasts. Sure. And their last episode is always, like, the top ten of the year. Yeah. This feels like our version of that, but we do it at a better time. Correct. Right before the end of the year. Right before everyone... I mean, I've been re-watching these. This is the first time Jordan has rewatched some of these uh, this year. I'm... I might. Uh, I have next on my list is uh, Wakanda Forever, which I have not seen since theaters, and I had a wonderful time watching. So I'm kind of excited to uh, give that a rewatch. Um, along with after that is the Guardians Christmas special, then uh, Quantum Mania, which uh, you're you're making a sour face. Um, well, I'm really just <laughs> I'm over here thinking about our cool spreadsheet that we have in front of us yeah, and how really I kind cool. of wish we had the old rankings here so that we could then see how much they've changed. Don't we? we I, do, I expect some changes, but we'll have to just flip back and forth. I we think. have a page of that though, right? 
We do. Yeah. You would just... But this is last year's. So I kind of want... I wish we kept year one. Or, you know, it, it's just... Uh, we do. It's just hidden right now because okay. there was, like, too many tabs at the bottom. Oh, I see. Okay. Because, yeah, it's... Even from 2020, it's just drastically changed. And even think, like, 2017. Like, I think my my six out of six, like, they've stayed at the top. But everything else has moved around. Multiverse of Madness has made a large leap uh, in my rankings since uh, we talked about that. Yeah, I, maybe for Thanksgiving 5, we'll, yeah. uh, we'll do like a comparative thing from the five how year these trend. movies have moved. Yeah. Yes, um, I <laughs> like that time. idea. Um, so have you watched anything else in theaters? We, we have a couple uh, housekeeping issues. Before we get to our first annual tradition of uh, me reading my Spotify-wrapped music festival, and Jordan commenting on it. Yeah, I have not gone to see any movies recently because you, you have of a new job. job that I've started. Yes. Yeah, do you want to do a law corner? Talk about the uh, law? There's not too much to say except for there's a lot to learn, and I have been learning a lot over the last three weeks. And okay. uh, So it's like I've school. Been, it has been a lot like school, <laughs> uh, except for I have not had much mental energy to do much else in the evenings. Sure. Well, that's when you come home and drink your double IPAs. I've also never uh, worn a suit. Every day? Yeah, in my life. And, like, I've I've worn a suit more often in the last three weeks than I think over the rest (laughs) of my life combined. Do you – is this your first, uh, you know, and you've you've had – you what is you've worn many hats i guess is the sure, expression yes you've had you've had a diverse you you started uh you know as a college student at jmu where we met mm-hmm. uh and then you were like a dog walker at some point or something well no i was a uh it was a dog daycare okay so so people would bring did you dog, walk we really walk any no we would Never. just stand in the middle of a giant either a field or a room if it was raining Yes. With like 40 dogs, and I would yeah. just make sure they wouldn't get into fights. Okay. Which, uh. And also, I would try to make sure they didn't eat each other's shit, which is something <laughs> they really, really wanted to do. <laughs> Especially this one dog whose name was Woodford after the bourbon Woodford yeah, Reserve. Wood- I'm familiar. And that dog would try to eat shit straight out of the nozzle. <laughs> like a dog would squat down the and that nozzle. guy would be running over there. <laughs> just like before it even hit the ground, he's like, give me that. I was like, do your owners feed you? And also, I feel bad because the owners probably don't know. And they're picking their dog up and their dog's like licking their face. And they're yes. like, ha, ha, ha. I hope you yeah. had a good day <laughs> so at dog daycare. And you didn't so. tell them. You didn't have the, the balls to tell them. Well, I, I wouldn't see them. Basically, someone mm-hmm. would come from the front, pick up their dog, and take it back to the you know, gotcha. front. So I was just in the background. I didn't have any direct connection with the dog owners. Um and then shortly after that, well, during this entire time, you're uh, driving to Harrisonburg, where I was managing another movie theater. And well, uh, and also we... I was working two jobs at the time because I was right. also doing PR one. work for Six Flags. Yes, at the same you had, time. okay, so you had the two at that time, and then where you're also trying to make uh, our video, our movie career jump off. Uh, our short films. <laughs> yeah, we were doing a lot of skits. At a lot the time. of a lot of skits. Uh, we tried to. Yeah, we wrote our pilot for the Fraser Museum, which uh, mm-hmm. we will be discussing the Fraser reboot. Don't worry, everyone. I know you're waiting to hear our thoughts on a show we haven't technically watched. Um, and then you moved to Charlottesville, and you were a video editor, specifically weddings. 
Mm-hmm. Well, uh, also corporate stuff. Okay. My go-to to tell people how boring it was is that once I edited 14 hours of panels <laughs> from a conference about why plastic municipal water pipes were better than metal municipal <laughs> water pipes. Hey, that's someone... Imagine, someone, though, has made an entire, like, lifestyle around defending those things. They really like, have. That's their personality. Yeah. Can you no, imagine? I'm, I'm very familiar with them. Yeah. <laughs> you know those people? Yeah. Do you send them a Christmas ham? Oh, I'd love to. I'd have to get their address for my old boss. Fair. Uh, which he probably, you know, doesn't hand out to, to anybody, any ex-employees anyway. Sure. Uh, I, I would hope not. Because <laughs> then they'd just get your address. Exactly. And then they'd know where to send uh, the just a whole bunch of beans to fill your hot tub with. <laughs> How embarrassing. <laughs> uh, so you... Uh, then went to law school, which is, you know, a busy job. Also recording this podcast, which I would like, you know, to do this full time one day eventually. I think of that's course. what we're both working toward. Absolutely. Um, professional podcasters. Uh, so that was that's kind of like two full time jobs. But is this your first like every day you go in nine to five, uh, like consecutive Monday through Friday, like consistent yeah. schedule nine to five? I mean, with my editing, I would do Monday to Friday most weeks, but there would be times where the work was just less and it would be less consistent than that. And you didn't wear a suit to that no, uh, no. computer room. And I didn't have benefits because I was <laughs> technically just like, you know, a freelance kind of contract employee. Sure. Even though I basically exclusively worked for one person. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they get you. Yeah. But yeah, no, this is the first time I've worked in like a proper big office. Yeah. And every morning, uh, I also I've spend a few hours in court, so sure, it's all very official and very formal in a way that uh, none of my previous employment has been. Not the dog walking, the dog poop no. protecting one. No, I see almost no poop in my current <laughs> position. Oh, it's only been three weeks. Give it some time. Yeah, I, I, there's probably a higher risk of poop still in my job than, <laughs> than uh, other maybe jobs. being an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> um, wonderful. But it, it, yes, it is. I do remember my first, uh, when I started my full-time job at the Paramount, because when I was managing Court Square, that was still part-time. And I would just work like weird three-day, three 12-hour days and then be off for four days. Mm-hmm. So, But then Paramount was like... Every day you're working at least, you know, eight hours holiday, sometimes 10. And I remember starting that job during the winter, around the time that you're starting your job. And it was just felt so strange waking up. You're in a building for the entirety that the sun is up and then you go home and it's dark. Yeah. And I was just like not familiar. It just seems like your, uh, your childhood is dead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was a weird yeah. feeling that you kind of like, and then spring comes around and you're like used to your schedule and you know how to move it around and stuff. And like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, be off Friday afternoon. Cause I've done everything that I need to do. And then an early start well, to the weekend. And this job is also interesting because, you know, I was in law school for three years, but at law school, you're doing very kind of high level thinking about what the law is. 
Sure. And uh, what I'm doing now is I'm a public defender or an assistant public defender. And that means like you're very much doing the like you are in court. Yeah. Like you're not having these 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 heady conversations about what the law ought to be, which is like what you're doing in law school. It's like I'm I'm sitting across from a person who needs to know what the law is right now for their specific situation. Yeah. Because they're about to be in front of the judge. You're just specifically uh, doing one facet of law school that you learned briefly and you're you're doing. A well, lot not even it. like like they don't even really address like like they talk about procedure. But when they talk about procedure in law school, it's really much more, again, high level, like, you know, how appeals work or something. Yeah. But this is like it's like some of the things that you're learning for this job is like you know, just how people move around the courtroom, like all the unwritten rules that these, you know, like, so my office has like 30 plus attorneys. Sure. Um, and then, you know, we're dealing with the district attorneys all the time. Yeah. And there's just like all these norms that have been built up mm-hmm. over, you know, decades of people working in this, in these roles that I'm also getting onboarded to that stuff. In addition to the law stuff and everything else. So, it's all very interesting. This is very boring, me talking about it. But all to say, I've been very tired for the past three weeks. Uh, understandable. So I've and seen no movies. But I'm really hoping movies. to see The Holdovers. Holdovers maybe this weekend. truly wonderful. Uh, fantastic film. Yeah. I could I, not recommend it enough. On a previous episode, I said I was looking forward to it. And then I've seen the reviews for it, which makes me feel like my anticipation was justified. Yeah. No, it's it's wonderful. Um arguably my new favorite christmas film but it's also because i've seen it the least of you know you just go home and or visit or whatever your family and they're always like let's watch this movie you've seen 400 times yep elf ever heard of it that's a pretty good one but yeah, yeah. i don't really need to see it for another decade or so <laughs> yep. how many times do you think you've seen john favreau happy hogan himself uh john favreau's elf uh, not as many as some other people. Cause I know some people are like every single year. I, I think, think I've I, seen it 20 times non-hyperbolically. I think I've seen 15 minutes of Elf every year for the past year, but I don't think like I've never sat down and watched it. Like it's the kind of thing that's on TBS while something else is happening. Hmm. Like my really, household does not dedicate an evening to sitting down and watching it or anything like that. Just wherever I end up, it just seems like, uh, it's on. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, we actually um, so uh, my BFF Keith, uh, who I mentioned, I uh, the Loki episode in which I nearly fell asleep coming home from his yeah. wedding. Um, they are newlyweds, and we went to uh, JMU was on ESPN Game Day. If you heard, I guess uh, I was the, watching the Jonas Brothers uh, performed on the quad. Yeah, can um, you believe it? If I, you would have told us way back in the day that the Jonas Brothers would be on yeah. our college campus, where we'd have we, cried. We'd, where, we'd have been so happy I we know. would have cried. Where we talked about mere bands like the Beatles on the quad. <laughs> they play, the Jonas Brothers themselves performed. Um, I went, I uh, my aunt got me, got like tickets uh, because she's like, um, she did uh flag twirling or whatever the name for that is like she was part of the band the pep squad yeah what is that called banner something flag brigade uh you know you know what i'm talking about i think everyone at home knows what i'm talking about yeah no i cannot think of the name for it i I can think of the name for it color guard color guard color guard there you go color guard um 
so uh, yeah, she got two tickets and she wasn't going to use them because she was going to be on the field for a majority of the show. So um, I went with some friend, or I, we used the tickets and uh, drank some beer. We watched the Jonas Brothers from the most crowded quad I've ever been at. Obviously, people. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear that it was going to be at JMU. I just turned on game day anyway, and then I was slowly like, "Wait a second, I know that place." Really, you didn't know going into game day. No, I just wow. happened to be like, "Wait a second, that's whatever." That <laughs> I main threw hall up behind the that top bush. Of the... <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my cousin is currently a senior, and he tried to. Uh, so game day to get into like the pit. Um, is the thing that's on TV that you get to hold up signs and people can see them from uh, Jordan's home, Jordan's living room, where mm-hmm. you, you watch game day. Um, they let people line up for the pit at 10 p.m. the night before, and they start admitting people in at 6 a.m. And my cousin got there. They let the first 450 people in line. My cousin got there right at 10 p.m. He was 1,500th in line. Wow. So he did not get into the pit. And the following day, uh, there was just so much. It was like a shantytown. Like there's debris of air mattresses that were deflated, tents like just thrown to the side that people were like told to clean up. And they're like, we don't want to lose our spot. Just get rid of them. And then all these people just started making piles of trash of air mattresses and tents. Um, that is how JMU would handle that situation. <laughs> sure That's the JMU is. students I know. <laughs> that was us. Maybe not us. We might have been a bit more practical. But uh, Maybe. we also didn't camp out for the Jonas Brothers. So who's to say what would yeah. have happened? Um, so, yeah. we And then we watched the game. And for those of you who don't know, it was a very tight game. Uh, very energetic. Uh, I was drinking a lot. Because JMU has its own beer now, if you didn't know. The, uh, I did proud know. That's interesting. The Proud and True. It's a lager. I think it's by Brothers Brewing. It's a local brewery. Mm. Um, but you can imagine that nearly sells out every game. Like, it's such a good idea. Like, that brewery yeah. is now safe forever. Like, they will never go For out sure. of business. Yeah. As long as you <laughs> but, got the Bridgeforth Stadium. Is that what it yeah. is? Contract? Yeah. You're good. You're locked in. You're you're set for life. Um. So, yeah, we, we did all that, um, watched the game, and JMU lost in overtime. And yeah. you're playing, you're watching the game, and it goes to overtime, and you're like, oh, man, so excited. Time to drink another beer. Like, this <laughs> this high will never crash. Uh, and then they lost, and it was, like, just the worst feeling. Uh, uh, Jordan is a sports person, and he's nodding his head in approval. Well, I'm... Auburn has also recently lost, tragically. Were you there at the state? Have you ever been at a ga- a live game and left and just felt the morale of the entire 20,000, 40,000 people so, body? Last year, me and Ellie went to a Tennessee basketball game. A, that a we're, team we're, you're passionate about. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm certainly more passionate about Tennessee than Missouri, who, was, who they were playing. Um, and they were down like 20 points at halftime, Tennessee yeah. was. And then yeah. they came all the way back. And wow. then in the last two seconds, Missouri hucks up a shot and hits a three. Oof. And so, like, the entire stadium, like, over the second half was just building in anticipation. Like, we're doing yeah. the comeback. We're coming back. We're coming back. Oh. We're coming back. We're coming back. Three-point hit. Dead silence. I've never heard such, like, the wind be taken out of a stadium as oh. when that three went in. Yeah. That, uh, it's it's a bad feeling. And just yeah. imagine, you know, if you were as attached to uh, a team like 
we are to our alma mater, the JMU yeah. Dukes. Um, so yeah, so that that was bad, and then we went to uh, a um, Mexican restaurant and had like tacos. I had two orders of uh, queso with chorizo in it. I was just like eating my <laughs> sorrow, like it was just <laughs> typical. And then uh, we were all drunk, and Cassidy. Keith's wife uh, suggested, let's watch Elf. And I was like, there's nothing I want to do less right now than watch yeah. a movie I've seen 20 times. And we watched Elf. And you know what? It's a good movie that I've seen too many times. Yeah. And I think I slept during the back half of it because, you know. And then Cassie was like, you can't fall asleep. I was like, I'll tell you what happens when I wake up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, good movie. All that to say, Elf is a good movie that I don't need to watch anytime soon. I guess I haven't seen any movies, but I did go see a live production of A Christmas Carol, which that is a story I've heard a lot, but it was live, so that was more interesting. We watched that in... My grandfather took me and my cousins to see uh, A Christmas Carol play, like at the Kennedy Center, or like some esteemed mm. uh, venue. And I just remember all of my cousins fell asleep. I was wide awake, but I was kind of bored. And I, you know... My grandfather was trying to expose us to high art, and we were just kind of... Like, we went home and watched X-Men that night. That's where our heads were at. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I'd say I probably would not have appreciated it before I was maybe 24 or something. I feel like yeah. then I might have could have gotten into some live theater. I didn't really, but, like, these last couple of years, me and Ellie have gone to a couple different musicals and that kind of thing. And I do enjoy it. I kind of enjoy it when it's... So this was like a professional production, but yeah. we've also gone to some student productions of stuff, sure. and I kind of love that because it's yeah. it's more uneven. Well, like, like you have like Guffman. you have some students who are just like, wow, they're good. I bet they yeah. have a career in this, and you have some other students where you're just like, hopefully they're <laughs> under. They're going to be an like, you know, yeah. They... <laughs> but that kind of makes it more interesting to discuss afterwards. Yeah, it's like, oh, I love this kid. This kid was really interesting. Plus, it's much cheaper. Yeah. The only strange thing is, like, it's hard to see high school productions unless you have uh, family in the play, because otherwise... No, yeah, I'm talking about, like, college productions. Oh, oh. Yeah. I'm I'm even thinking next step, because I think high school... It's even more sporadic. Oh, yeah. Then your, you, your bad players are really like... You've got some kids up there who are really forced to yeah, be there. But then you get one or two people, and you're like, this is the next, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio or whatever. Yeah. And or like, they're going to go try to major in this. <laughs> yeah. And then everyone else is just kind of phoning it in and yeah. being silly. But it is it is fascinating. I did see uh, JMU put on a um, production of American Idiot, the Green Day Ooh. Broadway musical. Um, and it was $5. It was amazing. I, I had a great time. I knew all the songs. The singers were all great. The audio mix was like some student uh, yeah. who was probably in one of our class. It was, it was a rough mix. Um, but everything else, I knew all the songs. So it wasn't like uh, I was losing, um, I was not getting extra out of it. Um, so should we talk about the Frasier reboot at all? If you haven't seen any other movies? I haven't seen anything about the Frasier reboot, but tell me your experience watching clips. <laughs> um, so this show is, we, we already discussed that uh, it should be called, or the Frasier show should be called The Cranes, and then this should be called Frasier or something along those lines. Right. Because this just, you can't call this Frasier uh, based on what it is. Um, but the first six episodes 
I've been watching, like, there will they will have, like, a highlight reel of last night's Frasier or whatever, like, on my Google Discovery feed, because it knows that I love Frasier. Um, and it will just show clips and whatever. And just the jokes really don't land. There's no nostalgia, because it's just one character who's just, like, not being written for correctly. Um, is it in front of a live audience? It is, yeah. Okay. But I just feel bad for the audience because, you know, they're like, oh, we waited all day to get in line to get a, get the raffle ticket to end up on the Frasier set. And then, you know, they watch this and it's just uh, just not as good. Um, but the premise is... He Do goes, you think it's good enough to get a second season? I, I These last four episodes have been better, I will say. Because, um, I, I mean, it's not uncommon for the first season of a show to be a little wishy-washy before they find their feet. Frasier yeah. wasn't that way. Frasier was good from the first season. Frasier was think, good from the first to the last. I think Cheers was maybe a little wonky in its first season. That was Cheers was weird because it had so many cast changes. And, like, Coach leaves, Frasier enters, Diane leaves, yeah. uh, the other one enters. Like, But for the most part, they were all successful. Yeah. No, it, it did pretty well, but... Yeah, Frasier was kind of an established brand and then just built upon that in the most spectacular way possible. Even season 11 is just better than 11 years of a television program. And the 11th year is better than most peak of mm-hmm. uh, of sitcoms. Um, so the premise is he moves back to Boston. He claims he refuses. I don't know if this is in the show or off like being in, in an interview or whatever, but I read... He refuses to go to Cheers, the bar, because he doesn't want to desecrate a national monument. That's like Kelsey Grammer saying that. Mm. Um, but I don't know if the character in the show justifies why he's not going to Cheers, which I imagine if you moved back to Boston, which is a place with the bar that you spent hundreds of episodes drinking at, you might just visit. Like, yeah. go. Like, wh- why not go? I mean, I feel like the natural thing to do would have been to have him go back and it's something different now. Like Sam has sold it. Like it's just not there, but I get the feeling that like with that comment that he had, he like, he didn't want to do that. He didn't want to tell the audience that cheers is gone. Cause I think it's fun to imagine. It's still like a, a lively place where people go and down the road. If I bet if this gets, uh, if somehow this reboot picks up steam, uh, they'll, start getting you know all the characters back and be like hey you want to be on the Frasier reboot the hottest thing paramount plus has to offer yeah even though i doubt that happening um but the premise is he moves to be closer to freddie his son who is turning into a real martin crane um uh and they didn't bring that guy back right like the kid from Frasier. i don't know if it's the same because he's an Um, actor still he was in mad men Really? Maybe, yeah, it, it could be him. Uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't look into it, but it is, he's like a main character, and then Frazier's like, he's a professor at Harvard, and his other professors are kind of like the, the, the Niles and Daphne and Ross replacements, but they're just not as funny. Has Lilith showed up? Lilith did show up in episode seven for Freddie's birthday, and her and Frazier share a passionate kiss. Interesting. After making fun of each other the entire episode. Yeah. That is so them. She's um, really, it's funny that she's the other connective tissue, that she's been in all of these series. Yeah. Well, it really does seem like they're, you know, 
positioning them to end up together because there is that flash forward and cheers where her and freddie are at fraser's funeral huh. like implying that they stayed together the entire time um but uh yeah and then Roz, i haven't the most recent episode is the christmas episode and Roz shows up uh so that's like the finale you get Roz back also they brought in um niles and daphne's son david uh he i don't know if he's a student or something but he's like um auditing fraser's class and it's kind of like a reveal at the end that he is the nephew which was interesting. So there's, I don't know, there's more better stuff in the back half of the season than the first half. So it looks like the actor playing Freddy isn't the original Freddy. Okay. Which I sense. think is a shame because I, I mean, maybe that guy didn't want to be involved, but maybe I hope they at least offered it to more him. More money. Yeah. And they spent all their money on other, well, probably just Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. So it was, it was originally uh, an actor named Trevor Einhorn but it is now an actor called Jack Cutmore Scott, which is an interesting name. Uh, I, yeah, I've never heard of him. Um, so Frasier reboot, uh, maybe one day we'll watch all of it and do a deep dive. Uh, since that is one of our tangents, this is a Beatles and Frasier podcast after all. Um, Speaking of Frasier, I also last night watched uh, a really, really dumb movie that might intrigue you because you like intentionally bad movies. Um, it's called Money Plane. And... I'm familiar with Money Plane. Oh, you are? I have not watched it, but I have seen uh, YouTube, not takedowns, but you know, like where someone yeah. goes through and it's like, look at all the funny parts of this movie. Yeah, I gotta say, uh, Kelsey Grammer is so good in that like just so yeah. insanely like so what's dumb. his name his, his name is crazy his name is darius the Gr- darius grouch the third yeah. uh and his nickname <laughs> is the rumble <laughs> <laughs> so it's darius grouch the third aka the rumble it's crazy that you would have grouch as your last name and that wouldn't be your nickname and that's not the punchline um it was yeah, the movie's bad, and you can tell they filmed, like, all of Kelsey Grammer's parts at his home, like, wh- where he's smoking cigars, and he's just, like, they filmed them in a day. Uh, it, yeah, it was terrible, but I gotta say, like, it's 80 minutes. It was very entertaining. Um, and, you know, Darius Grouch the Third, the Rumble. <laughs> Maybe his second best character after Fraser Crane? It's, it's the hide to his Dr. Jekyll it really is because he is kind of the opposite um, all right is it is it spotify wrapped time i think it is because i got mine I too I th- oh really i didn't I know you were on spotify yep this is kind of the second year that it has been my main music consumption okay um nice. uh I'm, i have so my no. list has been profoundly affected by the bruce springsteen podcast <laughs> I have also similarly had some uh, things affected, but go ahead. You you go, you go first. Do you just want my top five artists? or? Yeah. So did you do InstaFest? Because then we do the music festival. Or that's what I did last year. I don't know what InstaFest is. InstaFest is like you just Google InstaFest and it links to your Spotify. And then it, and then it makes a music festival based on your listening hours. 
based oh, on okay. your Spotify wrapped. Well, I'll do but that you, once. I'll give you my just my top five okay. songs give you top and five. artists. Top five songs and then artists, yeah. Oh, songs first. Uh, well, I mean, if you want artists first, it, this is it's you're in the spotlight now. So, okay, my number one song was "Plastic Jesus" by Tia Blake, which is no like kind of a folk song. Is. Yeah, weird, weird, weird uh, it's, choice. It, it's a really catchy song. Well, I mean, I wasn't okay. choosing to make it my number one. I just kept <laughs> listening to it. Yeah. Uh, my second is "Expert in a Dying Field" by The Beths, which is like a New Zealand indie band. Okay, I think you've mentioned them on this podcast. Third is "Time in a Bottle" by Jim Croce. <laughs> what is who? who uh, I don't understand this. At I, all. I was surprised to see that one at third. I don't remember listening to it that much, but it might be one of those that Spotify knows I like. And if I'm listening to anything play. '60s or '70s, it's just yeah. like you like this one, don't you? And I'm yeah. like, I guess I do. Then another one that I deliberately listened to a bunch, which is called Ghost of Avalon by okay. Olivia Klug or something like that. Okay. Um, Unfamiliar. Yeah. Well, this song is weird because the way I found it was a YouTube ad. Like mm-hmm. they bought an ad that was the entire music video of this song. So I was, I was in the middle of watching a different YouTube video and then this three minute ad starts and I could skip it after five seconds. But I was like, wait a second, this is kind of good. And I listened to the whole thing. And now it's no, number four on my top songs because wow. I listened to it so much this year. Wild. So a successful advertisement. Yeah. And then Isn't number the best when it happens. Yeah. Number five is Shapes by The Long Winters, which is like an early 2000s indie band. OK, so your your top five. Not very good. But let's <laughs> let's let's. I think you'd like. I think you'd like shapes. I don't think you'd like plastic Jesus. You might like okay. Ghosts of Avalon, and I think okay. you'd like Expert in a Dying Field. You probably already know Time in a Bottle, so you can judge I, that one for yourself. Yes, it is uh, part of X Men: Days of Future Past. <laughs> um, so I'd say you'd like at least three of my five. All right, do do the artists. Number one, Bruce Springsteen. Wow, your favorite of all time, the goat. Number two, The Beatles. Okay, good pull, good pull. Number three, The Long Winters. Okay. Which is yeah, that indie band again. And yeah, also, the sure. part of the reason I've been listening to a lot of them is the lead singer of that band is named John Roderick. He does a podcast called Omnibus with Ken are Jennings. You, are you like their number one listener? Does it say? I don't it'll think say so. like you're in the top like 5% or top 1%. I'm, I think I'm pretty high, but I, I don't okay. remember. I'd have to go back and through the slides or whatever number four is the kinks good band good band and number five is fountains of wayne hey let's go i listened to i'm surprised uh sink to the bottom isn't on my top songs i, I listened to that song a bunch this That's year a great song it's probably I'd... just it's probably like either six seven or eight something like that like it's just oh, wow. off the top five see now that would have really put some pep in your top five also radiation five but those two songs yeah. i listen to a lot of their whole first album rules yeah like that's and obviously welcome interstate managers the album i showed you in college so those are my uh top and also had five thousand seven hundred minutes listened so i don't know okay. how much that is relative to the average user Five hundred seven thousand. Five thousand seven hundred. Oh, okay. Five fifty seven hundred. Yes. Okay. Well, we can look at mine, which I didn't. I saved the. Uh, oh, I can just do this by. I can click or whatever. Um. Oh, you can go on Spotify and look at your top songs, and it will have like the top twenty. 
Oh, really? Yeah. So how did you, you find that? And is that for uh, the year or just all time? For 2023. So there's like the little wrapped. Oh, I see. Yes. Yep. And then you can click on it. Everyone loves this right now. This is everyone's favorite. Uh, this, this is actually, this list gets more ridiculous. My number six song is The Book of Love by The Monotones, which I just okay. have to play a snippet of. because No, it's a good song. Oh, you know this one? Yeah. Well, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, this is, this is the Wonder Ball. Remember? But the very next song after this What's one. What's in a Wonder Ball? Is Hollywood Baby. I don't, this okay. is by 100 Gex. Oh, yes. You mentioned them on the podcast. So it's crazy. I go back, a 50s ballad, 100 Gex, and then the next song is by Pete Seeger. Okay. Uh, pretty Wacky. And then um, Lil Boo Thing by Paul Russell. <laughs> Are you familiar with Lil Boo Thing? I am, I am not familiar with Lil Boo Thing. <laughs> <laughs> it does seem like you're... Uh, that is someone you would love. Um, this is yeah. This is a wild list. Okay. Do you want to hear my top yeah. five songs? All right. And this is. I will now tell an embarrassing story that you know the podcast is not a stranger to me telling embarrassing stories. Um, but my my uh, my top five songs is just fucked this year. Um, okay. For a couple of reasons. One of them being not i mean it's it's fine it's not that embarrassing um but i the way i listen to spotify is i have a i have a 17,000 song library of songs that i purchased and downloaded like CDs from my youth now 17,000 uh and i put albums or songs that i might be interested in purchasing down the line on spotify and then every so often i will buy an album but now I've gotten to the point where I have like 4,000 songs in this queue that keeps playing, and I don't really retain what is going on, uh, like, song-wise. And I'm like, oh, when I go to buy them, I'm like, is this album good? Have I even listened to this kind of deal? Because mm-hmm. um, I'm shuffling 4,000 songs whenever I listen to Spotify. That's the only way I listen, unless I'm, you know, at a party or hosting an event with a specific playlist or whatever. I don't choose songs to listen to. Until this year, I decided the best way to move through this list is the bottom. I'm going to go all the way back to the bottom of this playlist of liked songs and just hit play every time I shower, I listen to Spotify. So I'm going to play this one song and eventually I will get sick of it to the point I will either delete it or buy it. So I really screwed that up and now my top five is all of these songs. Gotcha. Uh, Which is Rattling Rose by Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds. (laughs) Um, and Sail On, also by Noel Gallagher. Uh, and then the other three are not. The Number five is Spillways by Ghost, which I constantly just play whenever I want to rock out. Mm-hmm. That's um, on my list. It was in the yeah, top Yeah, it's 20. a banger. Total banger. Um, and then number three, as I had mentioned last year, is uh, Mean Old Moon by Amanda Seyfried, because that's my uh, teeth brushing song and just my, my calm down, everything's chill. Uh, jam from the hit movie Ted 2 that me and Jordan saw in theaters. Um, now the semi-embarrassing thing. Uh, number one on my Spotify playlist is The Real Hero, a song by Alan Silvestri, which is the music that plays in Endgame during Tony Stark's funeral. <laughs> 
And the reason <laughs> this is yeah. is because I practiced, uh, I was just a best man at Keith's uh, wedding, and I practiced my speech about 60 times over the course of months. So I wanted to get the timing right. I wanted to get the delivery right. I spent a lot of time right, rehearsing this speech. And every time I did it, I would, you know, tear up a little because I've been, you know, we've been friends for so long and mm-hmm. I have been working a l- really hard on the speech and it's very, you know, uh, moving to reflect on 30 years of, of friendship. Sure. So I thought to myself, like, I got to make it through this speech in front of like 100, at least 100 people minimum. What's the best way to do this? Every time I read from the speech, I am going to listen to the music that automatically triggers tears yeah. whenever I watch Endgame. So I listened to that this song maybe a hundred plus times this year, like just doing this speech. Yeah, and your list is really weird one. because you have a it lot is. of reasons to listen to songs. I listened to these songs because I liked them. Yeah, that's not how this ended up, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, Real Heroes number one. Uh, yeah, it, it's just I when I saw it, I'm like I I knew like because it was showing me like it teases you your your favorite songs and it's like Real Hero number one. I'm like I fucked up this whole list. This year is ruined. <laughs> Spotify Wrapped is over. Um, so those are my songs, which are yeah weird. Uh, again, I kind of just screwed it up. Hold on. Now I need to go to uh, top songs. Uh, sorry. Okay. Sparks is my number one artist, which again is caught in the shuffle. I'd mentioned this last year. I'm not a big fan of Sparks, but they are constantly on my uh, playlist, my, yeah. my shuffle or whatever. You like the idea of Sparks more than you like Sparks. I love that documentary, and I was like, this documentary was so good, I'm going to like their entire discography. And I do not. Yeah. But it comes up more frequently than any other band. So now they're number one. The Beatles are number two. Uh, Linkin Park is number four. Wow. Uh, Green Day is number three. Yeah, Linkin Park. I was like, I don't remember Link- listening to a lot of Linkin Park, but I do love Linkin Park. Uh, and then number five is Ghost. Um, so yeah, pretty, basically I'm going to redo the way I listen to music for next year's Spotify wrapped. Yeah. I think that's for the best. I'm, I'm now looking <laughs> at my InstaFest. Yeah. Okay. Great. Which the headliners so, are just the top three artists of the year. Bruce Springsteen, the Beatles and the long winters. So pick, um, basically, uh, do read off all the artists for each day and then last year you picked what day you would go to of mine and then all and then we'll all do reciprocate okay do the same thing so day one of my festival is bruce springsteen the kinks olivia rodrigo lester flat who is a bluegrass musician okay. first of october which i don't want to give the context for but it's not really a band the shins <laughs> Gordon yeah. Lightfoot, Jim Croce, The Beach Boys, okay. Billy Strings, Fleetwood okay. Mac, and The Band. That's a pretty solid opening day. Beatles are headlining that day? No, Bruce Springsteen's headlining oh, that day. Oh, sorry. Okay, Bruce Springsteen. But you also have The Kinks, The Shins, Jim Croce, The Beach Boys. Who are the top four? The top four is Bruce Springsteen, The Kinks, Olivia Rodrigo, and Lester Flat. 
<laughs> okay. So Olivia Rodrigo, I definitely want to see. And the boss headlining, that would be dope. All right. So this is a very strong contender for the day I would attend. Olivia Rodrigo and Lester Flat being next to each other is crazy. Like Lester Flat, <laughs> he was old in the 60s. Yeah. Uh, I, sure. And anyway, sure he's dead now. So day two is pretty great, though. The Beatles. Okay. Yeah. Blur. Love to see them. Okay. John Lennon. John Lennon comes oh, wow. back on stage. He does a solo set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then Bell and Sebastian. The uh, Pixies. Yeah, great. Ramones. Tom oh, wow. Petty and the Heartbreakers. Taylor okay. Swift. Wow. Way down there. Little little Taylor opening. She's come a long way opening for the Ramones. Thin Lizzy. Opening for John Lennon's solo set. <laughs> Thin Lizzy, Carly Rae Jepsen, The Talking Heads, and then Joshua okay. Lee Turner, who's a YouTuber that I like. <laughs> All right. So that's the day so far. It's got to be day two. Yeah, that's, but, that's crazy. Read day three. Read day three. There's no shot you pick this. <laughs> the Long Winters, Fountains of Wayne, Willie oh, Nelson, hey. Blondie, wow. George Harrison, okay. yeah, Buddy Holly, Chet yeah. Atkins, Gnome Pickle and Pickleney, <laughs> who is a banjo player, Coulter Wall, Paul McCartney, okay. wow. James Taylor, and Zach okay. Bryan. So I get two of the Beatles on Sunday. But you get the Beatles. Plus Fountains of Wayne. Yeah, no, I would rather see the Beatles. Yeah, than George sure. Harrison. Wow, Ringo Paul McCartney and Buddy Holly. Ringo not on the festival line- lineup. I didn't listen to very much solo Ringo this year. Oh, wow. That's very sad. Um, considering I saw I saw Ringo this year, I'm pretty sure. You know, this, no, this, it was last year. This festival will be a lot better if they kind of sorted by genre. Because I just have these random bluegrass yeah. artists sprinkled throughout. But that's why it's throughout. funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's, why, that's why the days are mixed and you're like, how does this happen? How did all these people show up in a day? Um, all right. Here's mine. So you're picking Sunday though, right? I, the Beatles no, blur John Lennon and Bell Sebastian. Oh, that's Sunday? Wait, yeah. so the other one's Monday? Yes. The Long Winters was Monday. Oh, because it does Saturday, Sunday, Monday. After, whenever yeah. you make make the thing it's the day of is the start oh, of the festival so okay. mine's wednesday thursday friday okay so yeah like who's gonna watch a music festival on monday especially when the even though paul that, mccartney that george harrison and buddy I mean, holly's there <laughs> yeah all from you know that's pretty good not that bad um i do think the beatles jumped to the top solely because now and then came out like yeah. at the perfect time and i binged that a lot um which I don't know. Have we said on Mike that we've uh, we quite enjoy now and then? We've come around on it a bit. I think so. I'm trying to remember our first uh, take. I on know it. a friend of the show, Alex Roar, has an opinion, and I think we'll get him back for the Christmas episode. In which case, we can do a deep dive mm. on the uh, brand new Beatles track. I do kind of feel like I like some of the covers of it almost better than the version they yeah. put out. But I just w- I think their version would be fine if they just changed the mix a little bit. It's just mixed yes. too modern. It's too compressed. It's too yeah. loud the whole way through. Let the quiet parts be quiet. Let the loud parts be loud. And just, you know. You sent me a um, cover of it on YouTube when I was very hungover rehearsing mm-hmm. my best man speech the day of Keith's wedding. Um, and I had just been listening to the real hero several times. So this was a nice change of pace. Um, but like, it's fast paced. It sounds like, uh, like a hard day's night era yeah. Beatles song, which I think works better for this. Person. It, it's amazing I, how well it fits into that mold. Yeah. I, and I really do enjoy John's haunting piano, like 
it sounds like a song from a ghost, mm-hmm. like just him doing it the demo that you can't find on youtube anymore because the songs become too popular the the guy that made that cover has yeah. just released a cover of real love in the same style Ooh, which will be i hope he does free as a bird so that he has like a little trilogy of like Got how those trilogy, songs would have yeah. sounded in the mid 60s uh yeah no that guy what's his name you can promote him on air i think it you was timmy oh, well, if you don't know it i think it's timmy sean <laughs> okay timmy sean <clears throat> all right are you ready for Cade Weiberg Fest. Yeah, hit me. All right, day one. You get the Beatles headlining. Good band, good headliner. Then you get Sparks, who are, you know... uh, I really got to get them off this this (laughs) fucking list one of these years. Uh, Then you get Linkin Park, a band I'm sure you are enthusiastic about. I like that one song. Grimacing. Which one? The, The biggest one. They have several songs that are the biggest one. Uh, the one that he's like on this weird monument singing. Weird monument. Like the in the music video, it's like he's standing on this weird tower that's like open. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I don't really watch the music videos because I'm just a fan of their songs. They got In the End. Uh, it's, it's In the what End. I've... Oh, okay. That's, I guess, their first hit that made them huge. But to me, that is I've like done. their defining song. Um, I don't know. Numb is really good. Hmm. A lot of people know Numb. You know Numb. Numb is great. How does it go? What I've done is the Transformers. I've become so numb. Oh, yeah. I like In the End way better than that. No, you're wrong. Uh, And then What I've Done is the Transformers song. Um, What I've done... Don't know that Star one. Anyway, we got to go through this. Again. We got to go through. We have whole no, Thanksgiving to do. More Lincoln Park <laughs> deep cuts. Uh, I have not spoken all day until I got on the laptop with you, and it is showing in my singing <laughs> voice. Uh, then you get Avenged Sevenfold, some Ooh. heavy metalers from Orange County, California. Um, big fan. Jordan does not like metal. Uh, then you get Bring Me the Horizon, another metal mm, band. Uh, yeah. Who you probably don't know. Um, then you get Fallout Boy, um, which you do enjoy. Uh, Sugar, we're going down. Yep. If they play that one and a bunch, but I hate centuries. So they hopefully they play won't play centuries. Hopefully they. They won't. played when I saw them live this year. They played. Uh, centuries was like pr- the last song before the encore, hmm. and Sugar, we're going down was the third song they played. How crazy is that? Yeah, it's I don't just get it. Like, what a what a time to be alive. Um, you have also famously said, uh, Fallout Boy is an itch that I rarely need to scratch, but when I do, it's great. Hmm. And then I said, your itch is my rash. Because <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy Fallout Boy. Uh, Some 41 is there. Okay, I like that. I'm on board again. Bon Jovi is there. Pretty good. Uh, I would go to see Bon Jovi. Yeah, of course you would. Who wouldn't? Everyone loves Bon Jovi. Uh, Wolf Mother is there. Dawes is there. And a band called Royal and the Serpent that I discovered this year. It's kind of like a new new metal-ish with a girl lead singer. And there's kind of some industrial elements. So there's like some Nine Inch Nails instrumentals and recordings. Um, overall, it, I don't think you would enjoy them. Yeah. That day, they that day is a real mixed they bag. There's, there's definitely people I would want to see there, but the Beatles, for instance. 
Yeah, the Beatles are great. Uh, then you get day two. Green Day is headlining. Then you get Shine Down. Then you have Ghost. Uh, then you have Matchbox 20. And now that you've passed the Who is Matchbox 20 test, you probably know more of their songs. Or you go there expecting them to play accidentally in love and they never do because that's not their song. <laughs> um, no FX, notorious punk band from the 90s. Uh, Talking Heads. Mm-hmm. Machine Gun Kelly. The Offspring. Radiohead. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Alan Silvestri is there <laughs> just <laughs> conducting <laughs> conducting the Avengers Endgame score in full, I assume. Uh, and the band Camino. Have you heard the band Camino at all? No, I don't. I don't think so. They're a modern pop rock band in the vein of like that. You could see them opening for Olivia Rodrigo, kind of thing. Hmm. Uh, they have some good radio pop. I was going to ask you would enjoy. Is she going to appear anywhere? Because she had a new album which I quite liked. I do like that album, but again, it has ended up in the shuffle of songs that I have to wait until they show up on. And there's three thousand songs on it. And she, or 4,000, whatever, and she is, uh, you know, only 12 songs. Hmm. Although her her last album I still have not purchased because it's been, yeah, I need a new system for this. This is just not efficient. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, day three, the Menzingers are headlining. No idea who uh, that is. Oh, man, you, you dig them, some songs by them. They're, uh. They're kind of like a modern pop punk from Pittsburgh or Philadelphia area. Um, they have some very fun songs. They have a song called I Don't Want to Be an Asshole Anymore. And the music video is um, a guy in a Friday the 13th Jason mask. And he's trying to woo this girl. But she won't like... She's scared of him because he's dressed like Jason. And he does the say anything boombox and everything. It's a very creative video. Hmm. Uh, highly recommend. Um, but yeah, no, they're they're great. I've seen them live five or so times. My whole family goes. It's it's a whole whole deal. Uh, then you have Blink One Eighty Two, a band you're probably neutral on of of the pop punk era, like the three the three. I I would say like biggest bands of that era are green day blink 182 and some 41 and i think weirdly you would shift to some 41 of those three like if you got if you had to pick one to see yeah it's tough because objectively i do kind of i think green day probably has more songs that i like but i think i have a more nostalgia for some 41 yes that is strange um bo burnham is there he's there every year god bless him (laughs) uh theory of a dead man um, which is a band I don't think you'd like. No, they're they're a band they're, that I recognize the name of, but yeah, I've never you've heard some it. of their songs. But it's a uh, hard rock. Um, the used is there. Um, I yeah, which is I showed you songs of theirs in college. You hated all of them. Um, Motley Crue is there. Uh, the replacements are there. Well, that's cool. Yeah, sure is. I know. The Motley Crue's there. I know that's very cool. Um, Taylor Swift is there. Again, that Ario makes it a pretty big day. <laughs> Ario Speedwagon. Okay. Bad Omens, which is a new metal band. Um, 
and Corey Taylor, the lead singer for Slipknot. Slipknot is not there, but Corey Taylor's solo is. Those are the three days. And it seems like you're torn because all of them are really good. I'm trying to remember which one had the most highlights for me. I mean, my default is day one because the Beatles are there. All right, so I'll, I'll hit the highlights of the bands that you reacted to. Okay. Day one has the Beatles, Sparks, Fallout Boy, Sum 41, Bon Jovi. Day two has Green Day, which you're neutral on. No, I like Green Ghost. Day. Ghost. Okay. That, yeah. that is a thumbs up. You fake like Green Day. I mean, I Pretend just like them fame. less than you, but I do like Green Day. <laughs> Dookie is a great album. Everyone likes them less than me. Yeah. Um, Ghost, Matchbox 20, Talking Heads, Radiohead, Alan Silvestri is day two. It's a really good lineup. I'm day a Sylvester three, head. You are. I know that about you. Uh, day three is Blink-182, Bo Burnham, Motley Crue, Replacements, Taylor Swift, REO Speedwagon. Yeah, I think it's day one. Day one. Going for the Beatles. Yeah. Staying for Avenge Sevenfold. Yeah. Day two is pretty close, though. Because I think Green Day is a great headliner. And yeah. I do like a lot of the like Radiohead and and the Talking Heads, both the headbands. Yeah. Both the heads. The big two. Yeah. Are you talking Radiohead to my Radiohead? Yeah, but I'll go day one. Beatles can't be beat. Day one. Can't be beat. Even if you have all of their solo acts on another day, they can't be beat. All right. We are fifty seven um, minutes into we're the podcast. An hour into this podcast. <laughs> I think Good I Lord. hear the jingle bells of Ranksgiving. Oh boy. Get out the cranberry is your, sauce. Is this your favorite holiday? It's up there. It's gotta be. I think I already asked you that, but I wanted more assurance. Yeah. I wanted more uh I wanted you to confirm. So the way that's gonna um, work this year is that we yes. are going top to bottom. So we're not going chronologically. We're not doing the natural way where you build up suspense. We're going to start at the top and then we're going to, which I think is better because I think there's more consensus at the top and less at the bottom. So things will start to get wackier. I also think it is a bit suspenseful to find out what our least favorite movies are. That's true. And I think people will be surprised what my least favorite movie is. I think based on history, everyone has an expectation, but I'm not sure that will be the case. I hope it's not Incredible Hulk. Bon, bon, bon. <laughs> I'm honestly one rewatch away from putting Incredible Hulk above Ant-Man and the Wasp. I'm so close. It is it is just insane how close I am. All right, so let's do you want to start with your number 1 Spoiler or should I start with year. my number 1? Um we'll trade back and forth anyway, good, so it doesn't matter. That's a good question. Well, that's going to get super confusing. Well, we're we just going to put the forth. we're not, you're not going to we're not going to both rank the same movie at the same time. We're just going to slowly fill in the list. So it's going to be your number okay. one, my number one, your number two, my okay. number two, and we'll just fill okay. it in. Okay, I see. And then we'll right. go back okay. and do a little bit of analysis to see where we're surprised. Okay, uh, that works. Let us. So you want my number one? Yep. Okay. Uh, my number one is Avengers Endgame. A six out of six Avengers. And uh, you are typing that in. Yeah, I'll just be what in charge you... of inputting. Uh, okay, great. Uh, what do you give Avengers Endgame, Jordan? No, see, I'm, I'm going to come back to it when it gets to my on my list. Oh, so I'm running through all of mine. No, we're, just, we're alternating. So now I'm <laughs> going to put in my number one movie. Okay, okay. 
which is Spider-Man Homecoming. Long time, still at the top, 5.5. Okay. So now what is your number two? My number two is Civil War. Six out of six. I really want you to give one of these a six one day. Um, Maybe they'll make a good, great movie one day. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like they've made a lot. So Um, Civil War is your number two. It's always been number two. Gotcha. Listen back to the previous years. WandaVision is my number two. That's also going to get a 5.5. Okay. I think that's up. I think it was 5.25 previously. Okay. Uh, I I have the old one here I can look at um, while you're doing that. WandaVision, you gave a 5.5 last year. Oh, okay. But maybe maybe previously, yeah. Um, My third is Avengers Infinity War. Getting a staggering six out of six Avengers. My number three is Endgame. So this is the first one that we we both have, and it's in both of our top threes. For me, Endgame is going to get a 5.25. Okay. Uh, And remind me again what the increments... 5.83 is a step down from six? Yes. Okay. And then you have 5.75, and then you have 5.63... No, five point six six. Or do you do we have anything like that? I don't think we have anything between point seven five and point five. We have an eight three. Yes. So it it's so eight three seven five six six. No six six. No six six. No. Oh, because there's no there's no oh, two thirds character. Right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Shit. This is the best ranking system of all time. <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> why? Why did we do this to ourselves? Okay. Well, you know, it's we're hundred plus episodes in now. No, no time to. You can't change the. We we could have maybe changed it at the start of our Eminence Front era. Yeah. But but too late now. We, we have to wait for. We cannot change it now. Whatever their, oh, God. What do you think? What do you, what's the next era? After episode 200, what's the Who's eminence front of the 1990s? I don't know. I mean, they had they had these real... Like, when I was in high school, they released two more songs. Oh so boy. I guess it's... And one of them was called Real Good Looking Boy. So I guess we're, in the, we're going to be in the Real Good Looking <laughs> Boy era. So anticipate uh, us to be wait. very handsome yes. by the time uh, episode 200 rolls around. Four-ish years from now. Yeah. Three or four years from now. Um... Okay, uh, my number four yep. is Spider-Man: No Way Home. Six out of six Avengers. My number got a lot four of perfect movies is Loki. Good choice. Good which choice. is confusing because we have it twice here, but once. But in, once on Letterbox. On Letterbox. So I guess I'm just going to yes. do the same for both because that's okay. pretty much how I feel anyway. So I'm giving them both so, five point two five. And they're going to go back to back like that's your four and five. Yeah, but we're going to ignore okay. it. We're going to not. I'm just going to say the next thing is my number five because it's too complicated otherwise. Okay. Fair enough. Go. So it now do your number five. Oh, sorry. Uh, Avengers one. Wow. Yep. I... Six out of six. There's just no better time in a movie theater aside from, you know, all the subsequent movies Avengers that I've already Avengers one. Avengers 1, um, and maybe that shifts in the rewatch. I will say, like, Multiverse of Madness has jumped up leaps and bounds since I saw it in theaters. Um, but Avengers 1, that's just the magic of, like, this is the next 15 years, at least, of cinema. When you see that movie, you know what blockbusters are going to be for 
a large chunk of your life. And I think it's special. I think it holds up on rewatch too. It's insanely fun. My number five is Infinity War. Okay. So Endgame and Infinity War are the only two that appear in both of our top fives. Okay. Uh, I believe that. Yeah. That makes sense. Number um, six. Spider-Man Homecoming is my number six. Okay. Which, all right, this is when it starts to get... You have five perfect sixes. Is there, Are you going for six perfect sixes? You know what? I'm going to shake things up this year mm. just a little bit. I'm going to change Avengers to 5.83. Oh. Yeah. I know. Big moment. And so Spider-Man Homecoming is what? 5.83 as well. Okay. Instead of just doing eight sixes, I'm going to do some 5.83s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now it, so that was your number six. My number six is Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Hey, let's go. Yeah, this is, this is a Wait. weird one. It's not the highest of the new stuff because of Loki 2, but yeah, but it's, it's, the, it's the highest, you know, standalone. Yeah. What do you give it? Uh, I'm trying to find it on here. You gave it five originally. And I'm on 5.25. 5. Where is it? There it is. Um, I'm going to give it... I'm going to stay on 5.25 for now. I've got... I don't, actually, that's too many movies on there. I'm going to move <laughs> Endgame. Move it up. And WandaVision to 5.33. Okay, okay respect oh no what what wandavision was already 5.5 so that's staying where it is okay oh i see okay so end game at 533 infinity war at 525 yes okay and doctor strange also at 5.25 okay now we're at number seven okay uh mine is multiverse of madness okay which i'm going to give a 5.83 god maybe hmm now I'm just second guessing myself because I do think all because they're they're five stars on Letterbox, but then you you feel like to get a perfect six you need to do a little better than a five star movie. That's the beauty of the um, ranking system. I know it is. This is wacky. I have. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm just. It's going to be different this year. I'm going to change it up a bit, and then maybe next year I go back to sixes for everyone. We'll see. I want to. I want to make it a little harder to get sixes. I don't want to hand them out so easily. My number seven. Um, is Thor yes. Ragnarok. Okay. I'm going to give that a five. Okay. Which I think is similar to what you gave it the first time. Uh, you gave Ragnarok. Oh, if you gave a 5.25, so it's dropped in your esteem. Interesting. We can't it's overthink these. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a lot of movies mine, to go through. Mine is also dropped a little bit yeah. for Ragnarok. Because I think the hype of Ragnarok was so great because there was not a movie or yeah. like that at that time. The problem is is that when you think back on the Hella stuff, it sure. is the weaker part of the movie. And I feel like, like you're saying, the novelty of the wackiness isn't as great as it yeah. once was. Just because they kind of did it. Maybe if Thor Love and Thunder didn't exist and we got like the fourth movie was a super serious Thor. Yeah. Like in the vein of Dark World. Like maybe we would have higher... Uh, esteem for Ragnarok, yeah. but we don't. All right, so uh, no, you're number eight. One division. One division. Five point eight three. So again, that is another one that is in both of our top tens at this point. Yes, uh, great show. We have really five really things good. so far that we both have in our top ten. 
which are the okay. Avengers movies that we've already talked about, Spider-Man Homecoming, WandaVision, and Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. An excellent lineup. All excellent properties. My number eight is the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, okay, interesting. Which I guess I'll still give it a five. Uh, my number nine is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Volume 3. It has surpassed the first one. Wow. It's also a 5.83? Yes, also a 5.83. Could be a 7.5. 7.5 is the next one. Okay. That's when we drop. So my number nine is Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Okay. Good choice. Good choice. So I'm going to give that one a five. We're not dropping to four, seven, five or four, eight, three yet. Not yet. See, and the other thing is these are all so good at the top. And then the bottom, you're like, oh, well, Ant-Man and the Wasp is at least an entire Avenger below Black Widow or whatever. Yeah, no, you start, you, you start exploring the space as you go down. <laughs> yeah, you really do. You really do. Um, okay, so my number 10. Number 10. Rounding out your top gar- 10. Top 10, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 1. Okay. Still hanging in the top 10. That's going to be a 575. 575. Oops. There we go. 585. That is not an increment we go by, young man. Um, All right. Your your number 10. My number 10 is... Yeah, I thought so. Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay. Which I've been um, on five for a while. I, I still think I'm at five. I mean, we're in the top ten. Good. So I just rewatched it. It rules. Like it's it's so good. Just uh, there's so many great moments. Um, my number eleven is Loki. Okay. Um, which I'm gonna give a five seven five for both. That's easy. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. simplicity's sake. Yeah. yeah. Because I do think they're pretty close to equally good. Yeah. Um, I like one more, but it's it's damn close. So now we are um, on to... Well, we're on 11 still. So for me, 11 is Civil yes. War. Oh, okay. That should be higher. Yeah, actually, I don't really... I'm actually going to stay on 5, even though we're on 11. I don't think that is the one I drop below. But I'm, I don't know. I feel no. like I'm overweighting my top here. I'm going to do 4.83. Oh, come on. Not for not for that one. But it's 11. Like, we've, we're out of the top 10. I feel like that's... If I don't do it now... Do it for the next one, whatever that may be. Um, I guess you did put it above Iron Man 3, which was your favorite movie upon watching it. So that's nice. Um, okay, so my number 12 is Captain America The Winter Soldier. This is one of our biggest discrepancies. <laughs> um... I think I'm going to... Is there anything between 4.75 and 4.5? Or sorry, 5.75 five, five, five and 5.5. Five. No. Okay, then I'm going to stick with 5.75 five for Winter Soldier. My number 12 is Doctor Strange, the original. Okay. Making Doctor Strange one of my top franchises. It jumped up. Mine... I all I think uh yeah I really want to boost up Doctor Strange 1. Every time I watch it it jumps up. And then yeah, the second one jumped up like from 16th or no, 15th to 7th. So it jumped up 8 ranks since I watched it, which is wild. Um, 13. 13 is Thor Ragnarok. 
going to give that 4.75 as well. Or sorry, 5.75. Your petty numbers are confusing me. 5.75. My number 13 is Iron Man 3. Okay. Very good. Which will be a 4.75. Okay. Um, my number 14 is Iron Man. Or sorry, no, 13? Wait, no, I did Ragnarok, right? Yes. So we're on 14. Okay, so I'm on 14. Iron Man 3 is my wow. number 14. Wow. So those were right next to each other in the list. Mine's right one spot ahead of yours. So what, what are you giving it? Yes. And that's going to be a 5.5. 5.5. It's funny they're right next to each other, but mine is 0.75 below yours. I know. I've I've top I do this every year. I've just top loaded. I can't decide between all the top ones. But now every two movies it's gonna go down a quarter at least. Um, so okay. my number fourteen is yeah. Guardians three. Okay. I think I think upon rewatch you might uh regard that as higher. So that is I will say a it's a wonderful rewatch. Truly, truly great. Still top 15. So, yeah, it's your 15 now. Um, Wakanda Forever. Okay. Is my number 15. I am giving that a 5.5 as well. My number 15 is the original Iron Man. Okay, wow. So we are giving that a 4.5. That one is one that moved Ah. up when I was uh, messing around with it last night. I was like, oh, oh, this this goes up pretty high. I like this one. That's your double imperial IPA. Yeah, <laughs> a boosting Iron Man. I will, so some some of the other ones that got boosted were Doctor Strange moved up. I think Loki moved up one. Maybe I don't know. Um, Iron Man three I think moved up. I think Guardians actually sure. moved up last night too. Guardians three Guardians that is. One. Oh, I mean both of them hold up really really well. Yeah, and then the most of the rest of the rearranging is still yet to come. Sure. Um, the drastic stuff happens in the bottom half, obviously. Yes. Um, my number 16 is Iron Man 1. Okay. So there's two Iron Man movies next to each yeah, other. Yeah, some synchronicity here. Yeah. Um, and that is going to be uh, 5.33. All right. And then my number 16 is Black Panther. <laughs> Okay. I have these Black next Panther to each one. other. I, I do think they're similar, which is all the you know more shame that Chadwick Boseman passed away because it's kind of like this was the like if if Tony Stark was kind of the main character of that first arc, yeah. I, Chadwick Boseman was set to be the main character kind of of the next one, like the de facto leader. It feels like. Yeah, I I mean they <clears throat> I'm sure they wanted Spider Man for name recognition. Like, but he feels younger. Extent. Like, I don't know if he was ready to be, like, the guy. Like, yes, he might have been, like, the biggest moneymaker. But I don't know if he had yeah. that, like, seniority presence. Like, Tony felt like the leader sure. a little bit. Yeah. Well, Cap is also the leader, technically. I guess it would have been Black Panther is technically the leader, but Spider-Man is the real leader. Yeah. Similar, well, it like, would have been Tony, interesting to see how that would have Tony gone. Tony and Cap. But, I know, but I, I also like I re I like Wakanda Forever more than Black Panther One. So same. I, obviously, I would have you know preferred he lived, um, but yeah, it's uh, I I think 
his legacy kind of just is all the more impactful because he was only with us for such a short time in this universe. I think we will remember the character much more fondly. But I, I think, yeah, I think Multiverse Saga is definitely weaker without him in it, just as, like, again, is... It certainly doesn't help. But again, like, if Wakanda Forever wasn't as good as it was, uh, then then I'll listen to that argument. But I, I think they just did such an excellent job. And that universe is still so rich with characters and lore and everything all right yeah it, I, I they're doing the best they can it is your number um, 17 my number 17 is spider-man far from home and that is going to be a 5.33 as well this is our first match wow where is it on our list here spider-man far from home is also my number 17 and what'd you give yours wow uh, 5.33 5.33 and I'm giving it a 4.33 okay it's so off by an entire number <laughs> um, so number 18 number 18 is Doctor Strange 1 Doctor Strange 1 uh, and I'm going to give it a 5.33 not ready to leave the fives yet <laughs> My number 18 um, is Captain America, the first Avenger. Okay. Isn't that uh, a crazy journey that this podcast has been it on? It really is, because mine's way lower than that. Yeah. That is shocking. I was just looking at my... I'm giving it a 4.25. But when, wow. we, when I first watched that movie, and I, I think it was because I was coming off of the original Thor and, and the Incredible sure. Hulk... So, sure. like, I was kind of primed to not like it because I didn't like those. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. But, but now I like, and, and also I think just because of how well Captain America's story is. His arc is spectacular. Yeah, and this, I do think it has, you know, these, these original Phase 1 movies also have, I think, kind of a more diverse set of tones that they're go or like i don't yeah. know like like this one feels spielberg it, it feels less like iron man to, like like the direction wasn't quite as homogenized like now we, yeah. we still have a lot of variety in terms of settings and that kind of thing probably more than we used to have but there does seem to be of a, a similarness like all the action scenes feel like they're coming from the same mcu machine and it didn't sure. feel as much like that back then Maybe action sequences specifically, but I do think with like Sam Raimi and Ryan Coogler directing movies, we get much different. Whereas Phase One, I think every movie is just the same, but in a different setting. And I think the biggest difference is Captain America does feel Spielberg, like Spielberg. Yeah, I just, I just like that opening sequence a lot, and yeah, it's great. I I love it. I'm glad you've come around to it because you were really finicky or. Uh, stubborn about that grenade um being jumped yeah i still think that that's fake grenade that makes him look dumb but let's just say that before the sur super serum he was a little bit dumber <laughs> he's a hero he's a good boy no one can doubt that he's yeah. a good boy um my number 19 is eternals wow which i'm going to give a 5.25 wow mm-hmm uh my number justice for eternals my number 19 is Hawkeye. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Fascinating. Uh, Fun Christmas romp. We're going to do, I guess, stay at four. I'm going to go to four for that one. 
Um, and then my number 20 is Captain Marvel, which I'm going to give a five. Okay. Yeah, this is interesting how this is shaping up. Um, yeah. My number 20 is She-Hulk. Oh, okay. We're actually in a little bit of a run here with yeah, shows because I, I have Hawkeye, She-Hulk, and one more coming up, which is also going to get oh, a four. Boy. I similarly have a run of three shows starting at 21. Interesting. Yeah. So I have 21. What's yours? She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Okay, what are you giving it? I just rewatched it. It was great. I'm going to give it a f- uh, five. Gotcha. Uh, my number tw- – oh, no, you're number 21. Oh, no, that was your 21, right? That was my 21. My 21 is Miss Marvel, which okay. is also getting a four. Which I will say on rewatch, really good. And I think the Marvels made us realize how much, you know, cohesive and better the Miss Marvel series was. I just really like the the family characters. I think the casting was, was great for Miss Marvel. Yeah. The mom from well, the Miss Marvel casting was great, but the mom from the Big Sick as well. Like it's the family, all of them are, are really mm-hmm. good. Um, my twenty-two is Hawkeye. Okay, yeah. Which I'm going to give a four point eight three. Four point eight three. So we are. We just there, there. There's a weird pack of Marvel shows right in this level of. Yes, uh, and they're all like weirdly just the same level of quality. Yeah, which is a step down from their best, but not bad, <laughs> but not the lowest. So my not as low number. It's twenty two. Sorry, twenty two. Yeah, is the first Avengers too low? <laughs> Tbh, <laughs> I'm gonna give that a four. That okay. might have actually moved up from previous years. Uh, I mean, that's sad if it has. <laughs> um, Your number 23. My number 23 is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. So I'm going to stick with the 4.83. Did you have any clean fives? You did. She-Hulk was. I did, yes. I, and Captain Marvel was a clean five. My number 23 is Captain Marvel. Okay. Close, close in proximity. Um trying to find it on this list but i'm blind you can start saying your next one my are you looking for captain yeah, marvel it's right it. before okay what am i it's right before end game my good seven, man or eight three i guess 3.83 yeah you're in the threes already yeah no oh, man oh boy um okay uh 24 is Quantum Mania. Wow. Which, yeah, really good. Holds up. <laughs> Excited to rewatch. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> Excited to rewatch. I don't know. <laughs> oh. Uh, what are you giving it? Haters going to hate. Haters going to hate. Um, let's see. What did Four I give? Uh, no, because I think it's on par with Falcon Winter Soldier. I'm going to give it a 483. 483. Wow. Yeah. I know. My twenty four. I like a lot about it. Is Shang Chi. Okay. All right. So we'll give three point eight three. Okay. Um my number twenty five is Black Panther one. Actually I'm gonna so give I'm that gonna a three give... seven five Shang Chi. Okay. And yours was Um Black Panther one. 
which I am giving a 4.75. Oh. Our ranking is very close there. I thought that was going to be the wait, first wait. one that we like agreed on. What did Quantum what did I give Quantumania? Did I what did I just say? Uh 83. Uh, 4.83. Okay, so yes. Black Panther 4.75. Yes. My number 25 um, or yeah, cuz that's what, that was your number 25, correct? Yes. Yep. My 25 is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Okay. Okay. Which is going to get a 3.5. Okay. Um, my number 26 is Captain America the First Avenger. Which I am going to give a uh, 4.75. Okay, no, uh, and then you're 26. Thor, Love and Thunder. Okay. Which is the first Very time good. this has appeared on either of our lists, but I'm sure yours still might be ranked higher because this is going to be <laughs> a 3.25 from me. Oh, boy. Wow. Are you going to go all the way to one? I. It looks likely. I've never gone below three. This could be the year I do it, but I've, I haven't yeah. yet. Because, you know, they're all perfect in their own way. Um, all right, so I'm 27. Or no, I didn't give a... Did I give a number to the first Avenger? I did. You know, oh, I have one right here that I'm, I'm now debating my number 26 and my number 27. But you'll see why when we get to my 27. So you want me to give you my 27? Yep. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. What are you giving it? And I'm going to give it a 4.5. So my... 27 is thor dark world oh fascinating so do i really like love and thunder more than dark world i bet you do you're a huge guns and roses fan you've seen them live well they're both at a 3.25 so i'm just giving them the same rating okay that's then yeah then what are you worried about Um, 28 so 28 is thor love and thunder wow I am going to give a same as Guardians 2 we'll go 4.5 my number 28 is Falcon and the Winter Soldier okay which I will give a 3 seems a little low yeah there's definitely bigger discrepancies this year than in previous years but that's good Good evolution. Um, my number twenty nine is the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. <laughs> okay, because there is just just name a better soundtrack that isn't another Guardians. But movie. it's not a very you good can't video. But the soundtrack. I just we we've gone through this, but I find I find Drax <laughs> in Insectoid Lady, not Mantis, not Mantis. that interesting. Her name is Mantis. Well, they filmed it on an off day of shooting. I know. Of but like the, the good the movie standard isn't is it okay for like a uh afterthought if it's an afterthought sure it, it still is. gets ranked as is compared to the rest of these things i don't know but it starts with fairy tale in new york which i guess you don't like as much as me but that's fine so what are you giving it i'm gonna give it a 4.33 4.33 and now we are on 29 or no that was your 29 so we are on 29 for me which is the eternals 
Wow. I'm giving it a Too three. Low. Justice for Eternals. Wow, that is a great... I gave it a 5.25 and you're giving it a 3. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, uh, my number 30 is Shang-Chi. I am giving it a 4.33. My number 30 uh, is The Marvel. Or, yeah, The Marvels. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Which is getting a three for I'm, the three Marvels. You think, wow, you think it's as good as Eternals. That is that is fascinating. It is, isn't it? Fascinating decision, really is. See, this is where I'm talking about um, things were getting kind of wacky. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be some, uh, some discussion. But I do this. think, in terms of my favorite parts of the Marvels, might be better than the, my favorite parts of the Eternals. That's so insane. The Eternals was just, it drags on a little bit. And the nice thing it's about the Marvels Eternals. is that... There's it, no the. Drop the the, it's cleaner. The thing about the Marvels is it's quick. You're in and out. It's very quick. <laughs> I wish there was more of it. See, but the Eternals... Like, you know, I wish scenes weren't deleted. Eternals could have learned something from that. No, Eternals needed to be longer too, because it felt like they cut a lot. They'd already felt like they cut a lot, and that was a long movie. This was a short movie. All right, 31. That they cut a lot out of. My 31, which I feel like will drop in subsequent rewatches, is Secret Invasion. Mm. I'm going to give that a 4.25. 4.25. That feels high. <laughs> That's why I think it's going to drop. <laughs> but all I'm, uh, my initial viewing was like, not that bad. Uh, uh, you're 31. Uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. That is insane. And it is getting you a are three. A lunatic. You are a, uh, I have a lot of threes on the board. You liked it as much as the Marvels. Yeah. Winter if Soldier. If I had to choose between which one to watch right now, I'd rather watch the Marvels. Oh my god. Oh. So many people are just slamming their dashboard in their car out of fear. I just don't. I, like, I, that is one I have set down to rewatch, and I'm just bored of that movie. Oh, it is so good. It's an and espionage. I like the Captain America franchise. Weirdly, though, the only one I don't like is the one that everyone was like, wow, Marvel's really turning into something. <laughs> uh, do you enjoy any of like the Bourne movies, Bourne Legacy? Bourne not really. Identity? That is not my genre. I, I don't like those, but this is like if those... Because I think they're well-made movies. I just don't care about the characters. But this makes a movie that's well-made with characters that I love. Yeah. Just doesn't... I guess you just don't like Bucky. Poor Bucky. Yeah. I, I mean, that tracks with my also relatively low ranking of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, 32. My 32 is Miss Marvel. Okay. Which I'm also going to give a 4.25. Miss Marvel. That was pretty close because I gave it a 4. Yeah. Um, my 32 still, still a little is Ant Man. Okay. Wow. That's a 2.75. I Your bottom 10 are probably going to blow my mind. <laughs> um. Okay, my number 33 is Moon Knight. Moon Knight. I'm going to give it a four. My 33 is Thor, the original. Okay, interesting. 2.75. Okay. 
Um, uh, okay, my number 34 is Avengers Age of Ultron. I'm going to stick with four. Because I think Moon Knight has, is a better made thing. But if I was to be asked what, what would I rather, rather watch now, I would say Age of Ultron probably. So it's my 34? Knights. It's your 34. Werewolf by Night. Okay. And what are you giving it? A 2.5. I honestly thought that would be higher for you. I do like it. It's just... Like if if it was if it was more part of something else, right now it's just so disconnected. Like yeah. I have no context for. Like I guess if I ended up liking this character more or something, yeah, you can go back yeah. to it. Um, my thirty five is Werewolf by Night. Wow, gonna give it a three point eight three. My number thirty five is gonna blow your mind. It is the Incredible Hulk. Whoa! That is crazy. It's still getting a two point five, but oh my god! There are movies. But hey, that's that's gone up like one point five since last time. Last year you added at point five. Yeah, it's gone up two, two whole Avengers. That's insane! Wow, I knew you'd come around. There, there are some movies down here that you are going to be like, "What are what?" I mean, yeah, no, I, I, I already see some missing from the top, so I'm, I'm uh <laughs> I'm curious. Um, my number 36 is Thor The Dark World. And I'm going to give that a 3.83, as well as Werewolf by Night. Oh, so we've undone what we've done previously, where I passed you. I liked it better than you. Yes, that has changed. I could not let that stand for much yeah. longer. Um, your turn. My 36 is Black Widow. Okay, sure. That That's tracks. also two point five, but I would kind of okay. rather watch Hulk than Black Widow. I so would yeah. I. Well, actually, that's not true. I would rather watch Black Widow. Um, my thirty-seven is the Marvels, which I'm going to give a three point eight three. My thirty-seven is Moon Knight. Which feels okay. weird because I didn't finish it, but basically my thought is not. I'd rather try to finish that than watch the rest of this list. <laughs> Which is saying something. That's fair. That that's so that's hey, a two point two five. Like this, like there are things about Moon Knight I thought were cool. I just wasn't compelled to yeah. finish it. Yeah, it's you know I I think there's a lot of good stuff. It just overall. If I finish it, I, it might rise. Werewolf by Night. If I finish it, it might improve in, in score, as it was meant to be watched. Um, number 38, I got Ant-Man, uh, which I'm giving a 3.75. My 38 is Your 38. Avengers Age of Ultron. Pretty low. I'd rather finish... I mean, not much lower than I'd mine. I'd rather fi finish Moon Knight. Moon Knight. <laughs> is i think 2.25 we'll give it 2.33 oh hey let's go um my 39 is black widow which i will give a 3.75 my 39 is guardians of the galaxy christmas special too low 2.25 
It is a, a good soundtrack, like not a good New York. film. <laughs> um, my number 40 is Thor 1, which I am giving a 3.5. My number 40 is Quantum Mania. Oh, too low. That's crazy. Giving it a 2. Way too low. You'd rather watch Incredible Hulk than Quantum Mania? Yeah. You're a madman. <laughs> 41? Um, my 41 is Iron Man 2. Yeah, that's not a great one. <laughs> it sure isn't. What are you, what are you doing? Everyone kind of goes back and defends it because of Sam Rockwell, but I, I still... I don't like it. Yeah, he's he's good, uh, but sure, bring him back. Bring bring back Sam Rockwell. I think they're talking about bringing him back for Armor Wars. Um, and I am going to give Iron Man two. What did I give Thor one? Uh, I'm going to give Iron Man two a three point three three. So I'm going to give my next one is also Iron Man two. It's going to get a two because okay. it's Iron Man 2. <laughs> I, I don't know, actually. Dude, would I rather watch Quantum Mania or Iron Man 2? It's hard to say. I would absolutely. I would watch Quantum Mania twice before I watched <laughs> Iron Man 2. All right. Um, 42. 42 is Ant Man and the Wasp. I'm going to give it a three. Wow. We can really see the gaps now. I know. They're apparent. Uh, um, my 42 is Secret Invasion. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's fair. 1.5. Low. Um, and my 43 is The Incredible Hulk, which I'm going to give a 3. Again, that might surpass Ant-Man and the Wasp on next viewing. So we've come that we've come a lot closer on that one. Yeah, I would say so. And my, my last one is, of course, Ant-Man and the Wasp. One. Yeah. One, yeah. Wow. I wish I had the, the courage that you had to put that movie last. <laughs> I'm so close. I'm oh, Just one more rewatch. Yep, so... Um, all right. So here's the results. Yeah, we got we to gotta check this out, see what's going on. Let us take a look. Um... Ow, my arm hurts from gripping my phone. So I'm just gonna for thirty minutes. I'm gonna mention our biggest gaps are Ant Man yeah. and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. That's the number one gap. Okay. And then we Secret Invasion is a big gap, and uh, Winter Soldier is a big gap, as always. Yeah. The closest we ever come on any movie is point two five away, and we do that twice. It looks like for Miss Marvel. Wow. And Black Panther. I think we had. It, we had two matching last time. Yeah. Last year. But we're also close no on Spider Man Homecoming uh, and The Incredible Hulk now. <laughs> <laughs> Our come back and uh, completely defend that movie. Um, so, looking at the previous list, the average score you gave movies last year was a 3.88, and this year it is a 3.77. Interesting. My average score last year was a 4.59, and this year it's a 4.87. Yes, you were a little bit more generous this year. 
<laughs> I I like to think I'm generous. Well, and you also you had two movies come out this year: Guardians of the Galaxy and Loki, which are both pulling. Yeah, those that up. were that were slam dunks. Yeah, that's true. But I also, you know, you had the Marvels and Secret Invasion this year that kind of just cancel out. So I'm going to duplicate this page. Okay. And I'm going to rank it in order of our composite ranking. Okay. So we can see like our podcasts top. Do it movies give it a shot everyone at home loving this physical uh this visual medium yes especially as i'm struggling to figure out how to do this because i haven't done this in a while. and it's so color-coded it looks so pretty because you you organized uh it looks like the fall all the leaves are changing <laughs> and then the movies you don't like are like the leaves dying and the movies i like are like green healthy all right leaves. i don't know if this will go top to bottom or bottom to top but we'll just we'll just see okay um, it's gone bottom to top so our collective okay, so, least favorite is Ant-Man and the Wasp. No surprise there. Agreed. Yep. But and our and then Iron Man two. Yeah. So I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna read our top ten real quick. Yeah. Go for Wanda it. WandaVision number one. I mean, there's three tied for okay. number one. WandaVision, okay, Endgame, yeah. and Spider-Man: Homecoming. So okay, that's our top three. That's, uh, pretty. And impressive. then we have to round out the top five. We have Infinity War. Then Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. I feel like as a unit, this is our most uh, controversial opinion. I I think other Marvel fans would be surprised true. how in consensus we are that, that this is, is top, top five. five. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That is a bit shocking that both of us love it. And then we have another three-way tie for Loki, one and two, and No Way Home. Yeah. Yep. And then to round out the top ten, we have... Captain America Civil War, Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, and I'm not sure if this is 10 or 11, but Guardians 3. So it's interesting. Guardians 1 and 3 are directly next to each other. And they're off by .09 yeah. points. That's pretty close. And then the bottom three, you got Ant-Man and the Wasp, you got Iron Man 2, you got Incredible Hulk. So those have been the bottom of my list for pretty much this entire time we've been doing this podcast i would say maybe ant-man and the wasp has dropped lower i don't know yeah it's uh secret invasion is the fourth least uh thor let's see where the marvels is the marvels is uh number 13 least liked which i think is pretty high so that would make it like number 30 in our overall ranking right um which is pretty fascinating to think about uh we both really like she hulk she hulk is pretty high um but as far as as far as like the bottom goes i think a lot of people looking at this would be like that makes sense yeah a lot of people really like werewolf by night so i think that might surprise them and i think on average people think ant-man is not deserving of the last place as a trilogy but uh I think we both agree it is. Yep. It is a shame that Peyton Reed had to direct all three of them. It's also just, it, it feels very surprising given how much I enjoy Paul Rudd in general. And he's good in the other movies. Yeah. <laughs> he's funny. He acts like Paul Rudd. It's very odd. Crazy. Yeah. It is so strange. Um, well, what a successful rank skipping. Yeah, I also uh, just went have... and sorted the 2022 composite just to see what's oh, different sure. and it, we have the same three top properties 
the same number four property. Loki is still up there. Obviously, we don't... Multiverse of Madness is quite a bit lower. That moved from basically the top ten to the top five this year. Okay. That's, I mean, pretty good. Yeah. I, I will say it jumped up in my rewatch quite quite a bit. Um, so, WandaVision is now number one because homecoming was our number one last year yes end game stayed the same WandaVision well wandavision switched. isn't really it's they're they're tied well wandavision in 2022 is a point that they're all different it's not a tie oh yes yeah it used to be that homecoming so was definitively tied top. with infinity war yeah homecoming was number one end game was always number yeah two. so homecoming used to be definitively the top now it is tied for the top yes now there are other well i look forward to you uh what else are you going to move to the top honestly at the, this rate multiverse of madness could be in that number one slot <laughs> i mean if it continues <laughs> to move like it has i don't anticipate that it, though oh i just love it so much it's so good so good. it is interesting so again going back to the 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 top ranking for both of us mm-hmm. as much as people lament uh marvel recently it looks like we have two in our top 10 that are from 2023 from 2023 oh loki yeah but i mean like what infinity saga like that's really what you got or sorry um multiverse saga so you got wandavision is number one so i think the multiverse saga is doing pretty good endgame homecoming infinity war are all um, infinity saga infinity so that doesn't count multiverse of madness and loki are uh five and six spider-man no way home no way home yep that's that's us uh loki season two oh you one and two are both here um they're effectively tied so that's yeah yeah that's the same um and then civil war is infinity ragnarok is infinity and guardians one is infinity but then just outside it's guardians Guardians three three. yeah and Wakanda forever, yeah. like two. So I think the multiverse sagas do. It's a okay. pretty good mix. It's just I, I yeah, do think it has been more uh, roller coastery. Well, I think there's been more, much more content in pre the, compared to previous years. The TV shows, like that's just so much to juggle. Whereas let's look at the bottom ten. You got Ant Man and the Wasp. That's Infinity. Iron Man two, Infinity, Incredible Hulk, Infinity, Secret Invasion, Multiverse, Thor, Infinity, Black Widow, Multiverse. That, that's selfishly tacked onto the multiverse. That should be in the Infinity Saga. So, Moon Knight multiverse. If you go back to yeah. our main Thanksgiving page, because that one's sorted chronologically, you can definitely see a concentration of green in the middle around the culmination of the Infinity Saga. Yes. Yeah, with the yeah. exception of Ant-Man and the Wasp sticking out there. <sighs> yeah, like a sore thumb. Um, and then if you do look at the end of our rankings, it does seem like... It's more like phase one again in terms of spottiness. There's the highs are high, but the lows are kind of low. And you're saying look at last year's or this year? The... This year, just the chronological oh, okay. sort rather than the. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you definitely have trailed off. It seems because right? my I have mostly green. There's definitely a lot more yellow, but this is what I was saying was going to happen the entire time, like with the. It's not going to be all phase three. Like phase three was hit after hit because we had built up two other phases. Like now we're in phase five. So there's going to be 
you know, the occasional, uh, what was a phase two movie? Uh, Ant-Man 1? Yeah, yeah, there's going to be some Age of Ultrons and Ant-Man 1s in phase five. Just, and people are like, I, Endgame was so good, like, why can't we get Endgame every time? Because then it wouldn't be Endgame. It wouldn't be as good. It's also crazy to look at this and see that, uh, the 24th item on the list is WandaVision, and that's in 2021. And the 44th yeah. is in 2023. So in the last three years, yeah. or two years, or even... Double, double the content. There's been 20 items as compared from yes. 2008 to 2019. A decade <laughs> has roughly yeah. the same amount of content. That's what I'm saying. People feel... Uh overburden but it's really not that much they should just watch all of it you know like looking at that makes me wonder like should we separate out the tv shows or something but honestly the multiverse saga kind of loses out if we do that because two of the best properties are wandavision and loki which are tv shows so yeah but then we don't have to have secret invasion weighing it down yeah it's Uh, a mixed bag the shows it is a mixed bag that's but that's why i think we keep them in that's why i think it's essential um, well, does that do it? Are you are you stuffed? List. I think that does it. I am. I I have had so many leftovers yeah. of talking about old Marvel properties. Time for a what a, a nap. successful holiday. Yeah, go nap and then uh, I'm going to see Lewis Black tonight oh. at the Paramount Theater. Yeah, should be a fun time. I might watch Wakanda Forever beforehand. After all this talking yeah. about it, who knows? Sky's the limit. All right. Well, I have been Jordan Peoples, and Marvel has sucked. I have been Cade Weiberg. We will see you uh, sometime in the next month for the Christmas episode uh, and next year for Thanksgiving. And uh, we look forward to. We wish you and your loved ones a happy Thanksgiving. Okay. Actually, I'm going to do Marvel one more little fun suck. fact for people that okay. listen past right. the outro. Okay. The. Our, average discrepancy is higher this year by 0.3 so that's a pretty okay. significant move because it was 0.71 and now it's point and now it's just 1.0 wow so we're usually off by an entire point. or now we're off by a, an entire point yeah and yeah. we used to be less yes. than an entire point wow we've just been feuding more and more <laughs> as the years go on and i mean the main reason this has happened i think is because of Quantum Mania, that's a huge one. That was a 2.8 difference, so that's really pulling it up. That's crazy. And Secret Invasion. You need to rewatch Quantum Mania. Maybe I do. Secret Invasion, again, next year is going to drop. That's going to drop maybe 10 rankings by the time I I think I hear Eminence Front. Hey. Bye. Bye.